Good morning, church. Wow, the worship team sure is taking it to another level. Yes, they are. Hallelujah. Everybody having a good day? I'm having a great day. <laughs> yeah, getting better. Uh, I just want to let you know um, that I brought my DVD. I'm out of books right now. I've got to wait for some more to come in. This is my life story for those of you who are not familiar with it. I spent 11 years in prison. Uh, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol and everything else, and, and I was a career criminal until I met Jesus, and he turned me into a career devil stomper. And I got this video. Uh, we shot some footage at the actual jail cell I gave my life to, Jesus in Indiana, uh, we went to the bank I robbed when I was 16, and this uh, movie is designed to lead people to Jesus. So this is a phenomenal witnessing tool. They're out back if you want one, and if you want, I'll sign it. So just to give you an update on what's been going on, uh, recently uh, we went to the nation of Pakistan, the Islamic Republic of Pakistan, to conduct gospel evangelistic outreaches. And to give you a little background, these guys were hitting me up on Facebook. I love Facebook. And they were from Pakistan, and they're saying, Brother, come over here to preach the gospel. And for years they were doing that. And my attitude was, if Jesus himself shows up with two angels with swords on fire and says, Thou shalt go to Pakistan, I might consider it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just ignore, ignore. I did a couple services via, you know, the Skype stuff. And, and then this guy, he, another one of many messaged me. And I'm sitting there and the peace of God came over me. You know, the peace of God is an umpire. You don't need a specific word from the Lord. You need to have peace before you do anything. And uh, so the peace of God came over me and I was just... And I found myself typing him back saying, yes, we will come. In my head, I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? And uh, praise the Lord, the Spirit uh, overtakes our minds most of the time, our own understanding. And so we went to, uh, we went to Pakistan. And uh, Robbie Dawkins came with us, a guy I met at Power and Love. And uh, it was a phenomenal trip. I got some pictures to show you guys, if you guys got them up, yeah. That's me and uh, Pastor Asher. Uh, he's an ap apostolic church planner over there. This was, a, this was in Lahore. It's in the north. It's right by uh, Afghanistan. So going to this place, we were in Karachi. Karachi is like being in Detroit area. And then this is like going to Grand Rapids. Only it's Muslim. So it was hardcore. There was Taliban everywhere watching us and everything. There were so many signs, wonders, miracles. It was, I mean, we had over 66,550 people give their lives to Jesus Christ. And, uh, and then there's 40% uh, of the crowd was Muslim. And there's a Muslim couple. There are two daughters right there, both of them deaf and mute. And they were coming up to, you know, for the prayer and in that culture, you do not lay your hands on a Muslim woman or child. You do not do it. Or the mob will kill you and the government will stand and watch it happen. 
And so they're coming up, and uh, they're, you know, they're making their way up there. And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to lay hands on them. I'm like, come on, man, you got to be kidding me. I know I don't have a martyr's call. I'm like, what's up with this? So, you know, I just, I, I kind of went over here and prayed for people, and they're, they're zoning in. I, All right, whatever. It's your deal, not mine. So laid hands on them and prayed. They both received their hearing and their speech. Yeah, yeah. Next picture. And that was the crowd of about 25,000. Next picture. That was in Lahore. And these are, the, just the Holy Spirit would fall. It was just amazing. It was massive. It was, it was phenomenal. Next picture. And this is uh, me, Robbie Dawkins, and Pastor Asher in Karachi, where the crowd was 50,000 plus. Right in the center of Karachi, in the middle of a Muslim enclave. And uh, there was demons coming out, cripples walking. I mean, it was all Book of Acts type stuff. It was, it was so phenomenal. Next picture. That might be the last one. Yeah. All right. So, so it was a phenomenal trip. And, uh, you know, I have been traveling the world for about 14 years. Robbie's been traveling for 15 years. I've never even got a cold overseas. Not even close. When we got there, the first four days, we were sick as all. I mean, we were getting attacked like crazy. And it's a good thing we were on TV. We had to do studio time, shooting some studio. And we were on Shine Star TV, which broadcast to 80 nations in the region. Nationwide in Pakistan and all of the 1040 window right there. And we had an average of 10 million viewers, Muslim viewers. I mean, Iraq, Syria, all those countries. We preached and presented the gospel of Jesus Christ to that nation. And uh, we're going back next year, too. People are like, are you crazy? I say, yeah, I'm crazy for Jesus. Can't help it. And then uh, there's some doors open there. Robbie asked me, he says, hey, you want to go to Iraq? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> so that's, that's what we've been up to. Um, this morning, I want to talk to you about uh, how to be a witness. How to be a witness for Jesus. And... Uh, I'm going to start right off with the definition of what is a witness, what a witness is, what the definition say. It says, attestation of a fact or event, one that gives evidence, specifically one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal. One asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. One who has personal knowledge of something. Something serving as evidence or proof, i.e., sign. Now, a lot of times in the church, we have this idea of witnessing, like handing out tracts. There's nothing wrong with that. If you do that, that's fine. Uh, I, I don't find it in the Bible. Uh, or you can tell people that Jesus loves them. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can engage wherever your level of comfort is and enter into a witnessing interaction. And basically, there's two ways that Jesus demonstrated how to witness to people, proclamation and demonstration. Jesus proclaimed not the church, he proclaimed the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He came to expand an eternal kingdom. The church, 
is the outpost of the kingdom. But the church has a beginning and has an end. Started in the book of Acts and it has an end. The kingdom is eternal, has no beginning, has no end. So the church is temporary where the kingdom is eternal. And so a lot of times what we do in church, church is awesome, I love, I serve the church. My life is dedicated to the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Okay? So this is not an anti-church at all. I'm pro, 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 pro church. But I'm going to tell you, as believers, we should not center our lives, our spiritual lives, around one day of the week. Hmm. The kingdom is 24-7. And when we center our lives around the kingdom, it'll change our perspective and it'll change our results. Um, Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Remember, serving as evidence and proof. Matthew 24, 14, this is in the Passion Translation. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of of God. After this, the end of this age will arrive. And John 5:36 says, "But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me." And this is it in the Passion Translation. But I can provide a more substantial proof of who I am that exceeds John's testimony, my miracles, these works which the Father destined for me to complete, they prove that the Father has sent me. Now, we have Jesus dwelling within us. Okay? He is inside of every believer. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So inside your wall-to-wall, Jesus, Holy Ghost, I mean, you, you got everything within you. And so when we tell people about Jesus, we have to witness the same way Jesus did. Jesus came, he proclaimed the word, he said, I am the Messiah, and he demonstrated it. Now, we can tell people about Jesus, or we can step back and let Jesus introduce himself. And let me tell you, when he introduces himself, there's going to be some, there's going to be some power. All right. If Jesus was from America, he'd be from Missouri. <laughs> the show me state. He put his money where his mouth is. Basically, he, he, he said to them, he said, look, I got a more substantial proof. I, I got the scriptures. They testify to me. But these miracles prove that the Father has sent me. And miracles in your life prove that the Father and Jesus has sent you too. Mm-hmm. Every single believer has the same power and anointing that Jesus walked the earth with because you got Jesus inside of you. Uh huh. Yep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. John 10 25. This is in the Passion Translation. I'm going to skip the New King James. Jesus answered them, I have told you the truth already and you do not believe me. The proof of who I am is revealed by all the miracles I do in the name of my Father. Acts 1.8, but 
But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then Acts 4.33 says, And with great power the apostles gave witness. Notice this. With great power the apostles gave witness. The apostles witnessed the same way Jesus did. Okay? As an evangelist, you know, some people ask me, you know, how many people got saved? I tell them the numbers and everything. And a lot of times, a lot of times people in the church will say, oh, oh, oh somebody disciple on them? <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, uh, out of that trip, we planted five churches. Five churches. And one of them had 300 members right off the bat. That's a huge thing there. But I tell people a lot of times, I says, look, the Holy Spirit, he's a big boy. You get the Holy Spirit in them, and you don't worry. The Holy Spirit is going to lead them into getting disciples, okay? All right? He's, he's going to lead them to that, to that place. He's going to get them discipled. So, but you know what? A lot of times, we in the church, I mean, now I'm not critical of the church, because my job, my, my role in the church is to build and help build it up, train and equip, and to wake up people. That's what my role is. But we've got discipleship halfway down. <laughs> Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. Okay? So if you're not fishing, you're not fully following. Okay? Did not Jesus say that? I'll make you fishers of men. So a disciple of Jesus is a fisher of men. I, I got an illustration. Suppose... Bass Pro had a big conference. For all you anglers out there, I like to fish myself. And all these guys showed up, 300 of the top anglers in the country to hear the latest and the greatest technology, fish finders, boats, all that stuff. And they all came, they had their gear on, they had their, their nitro boats parked in the parking lot, and they're all gathered there, and they're listening to all this stuff. They got their fishing poles, their tackle boxes, with all the newest, shiniest lures. And then... Come to find out that only two or three of them have ever caught a fish, and most of them have never even put their pole in the water. If you were an outsider looking in, you'd be like, what the heck is this? What is, why are you guys even getting together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason the church exists is to take over the world. Take it over. One soul at a time, 10,000 at a time, a million at a time, whatever. It's to take over the world. To expel the kingdom of darkness and expand the kingdom of light. And it's not just the job of people who are in the pulpit. Our job is to train and equip the saints to do the work of ministry. So, We can't be a witness to resurrection power without a demonstration of resurrection power. If you go to somebody and say, Jesus was raised from the dead, he has resurrection power, and somebody says, show me, I'll say, okay, I'll show you. There are two hindrances to witnessing. These are the two hindrances that I've found hinder most people from stepping out and witnessing Jesus Christ. One is the way they see others. Your perception and the way you see other people. 
you know, I used to look at people, you know, I used to get all puffed up when I, when I was a younger believer and self-righteous and, oh, look at those sinners. How can they be doing that? Oh, that's so wicked and that's all that. Instead of seeing them as sinners, I saw them as sick. It's like if somebody has a disease and they're not doing good, they're not doing what a normal person would do, it's because they have a sickness. They need to be delivered or healed from it. So I look at people not as sinners, but I look at them as a sick person who needs healing. And having been a sick person and gotten healed, my greatest desire is to see others healed. They're set free from the bondages of sin in the world. Um, because we often look at people according to their behavior instead of how God sees them. Mm -hmm. We take our own perspective, our own experiences, our old world culture, our religious culture, and we apply that to the way we view people. God sees every single person on the face of this planet as a saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and a member of his family. He calls those things that do not exist as though they do. So we have to start seeing people for who they really are. And the second thing is the way we see ourselves. That is probably the greatest of the two hinders is how we see ourselves. Because how we see ourselves is how we see others. It's the filter of our self-image. If we can't see ourselves the way he sees us, we're not going to be able to see others the way he sees them. And usually what happens is the enemy comes in and tricks us and tells us that our behavior is who we are. No, we are exactly who God says we are. You're a son or a daughter of the king. You didn't earn your way into salvation and you ain't going to do nothing to keep it or lose it. It's all based on what he did, not what we do or don't do. Do, don't do. It's all do, do. Really? Our righteous works are as filthy rags in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. Um, we confess that we're saved and we're thankful, but often our lives don't bear testimony of that. We say Jesus is Lord, but we don't see his lordship in operation in our life. So it's time to set captives free. We have to see ourselves as redeemed in order to redeem others. And the way this works, I hear it a lot of times. Bill Johnson, he said, uh, he said, he was uh, at a worship session somewhere else, and he went up to this worship leader who was just, she was just blowing it out, man. The anointing was there. And he was like, that was some beautiful worship. And she said, oh, it was all Jesus. And he's like, it wasn't that good. He's like, if it was all Jesus, the stars would have started moving, planets would have been built, you know what I mean? <laughs> You see, Jesus partners with us. And sometimes we use this excuse, well, if I don't witness to him, well, somebody else will. No, if Jesus is calling you, then you're the one that's supposed to witness to him. If he's prompting you to pray for that person, he wants you to do it. 
It's partnership. And you don't know what that person's life is because you, if you don't witness to them, they may walk out and get hit by a car. Mm-mm-mm. Galatians 3.13. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs crucified on the cross. Basically, we need to get over ourselves. Uh, I remember one time I was going to speak at, uh, it was a pretty big deal. It was like uh, 4,000 people or something, and, and I was in the back in the green room, and I'm pacing, and, and uh, I had messed up royally the night before. Me and my wife got a big, I mean, it was just bad, right? And I'm all full of self-condemnation, and I'm all, woe is me, and I'm like, Lord, you know, how am I supposed to go out there and preach? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, oh, you saw what I did yesterday, last night, come on, how am I supposed to go up there? He says, what are you talking about? I said, come on, you see everything, you know everything. He says, I don't see anything but my son in you. Now get over yourself. He's got to kind of talk to me that way at times, because, you know, I'm a stubborn kind of bullheaded guy. He said, get over yourself. And that resonated in my heart big time. And now when I find myself getting woe is me, look what I, anytime the I is in the thought pattern or the conversation, I, I, need, to, I, I need to change my focus. Because it ain't about me. It ain't about me. It's about the person who's in front of me. Life and death are in the balance. You are around people every day, and the only Jesus or Bible that they're going to read is you. That's it. We are to be living epistles, living letters written by God. God writes on our hearts, and we are to proclaim it and demonstrate it. Two things needed to witness. Oh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Oh, Jesus. Acts 4, 29 through 30. Now, Lord, look at all their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This is in the Passion Translation. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. Boldness and speech is all you need to witness. The definition of courage is doing something when fear is present. Courage and boldness, they're interchangeable. Okay, these guys were threatened. They were pulled in. They were beaten with rods and whips. They were told that if you ever speak that name to anybody again, we will kill you. Most believers today don't even need to go that far. All they got to do is get harassed. If God tells you 
to witness to somebody at your place of employment and the rules of the workplace are stronger witness to you than what Jesus says to you, you got a problem. I don't want to lose my, my job. The reason you think it's your job is because you think your life is yours. Mm-hmm. Jesus is Savior, but is he Lord? Because he's going to call you to do some crazy stuff. Crazy to your own understanding, crazy to the norm of things. He's going to call. But if you have boldness and courage, I mean, you, you never know. I know a person one time who did that, who their, their job was, uh, all right, they hired him. They said, all right, we know you're a Bible thumper, holy roller. You got no witnessing here. You can't do any of that. Here. Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. So he's in there and he's got this guy. And uh, so the Holy Spirit told him, you got to go, you got to go witness to this dude. And he said at first, he's like, oh, you know, what have they said? But the Holy Spirit, he said, would you rather obey me or obey man? So he went and witnessed to him. Then he got fired. The next day, one of the guys that's the owner of the company is doing a startup company, okay, a branch off of this with his new technology, calls him up and says, hey, I know, uh, I know my partner fired you, but you got so much boldness and courageousness, that's the kind of guy I want running my new company. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Ching. Obedience is better than sacrifice. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying go hog wild and start witnessing. And, you know, I'm not saying that, okay? <laughs> so if y'all go and get fired, it ain't on me. Okay? If Jesus tells you to do it, it ain't on you either. It's on him. He's a big boy. He can take care of your life better than you can. So, you can either, I'll tell you my story. I, uh, I think it was last year, last summer, I went to Power and Love. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's uh, Todd White, he's an evangelist, uh, radical transformation, years of drugs and crime, similar, similar to mine. And uh, Robbie Dawkins, that's where I met him. And they go to these stadiums and fill them up with people, and they empower people to go out and be witnesses for Jesus. And I was there, and Robbie Dawkins got up there, and the presence of God was so strong, I've never felt it like that in my life. And I was just overwhelmed. And then I heard the Lord speak to me. The Lord said, Mike, you're a really good professional Christian. And I was like, what? What do you mean, Lord? He said, oh, yeah, you'll move in the anointing when you're in the pulpit or overseas, but when you're in the grocery store, you can care less about people dying around you. And it cut me to the heart. I got on my face, on my hands and knees, snapball crying, crying out to the Lord in front of thousands of people. I got off the floor. I said, no more, Lord. Gloves are off. You highlight somebody to me, I'm going to get them. I don't care nobody's safe around me anymore. <laughs> Wherever, whenever, however. Faith equals risk. That's what faith is, risk. And in this country, we're not putting our lives on the line. We're putting our reputations on the line, which for some people is worse than facing death. 
And I'm going to share some stories with you to encourage you, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit do some demonstrating. Sound good to you? Put up that first, uh, <clears throat> this is Keeley. Now, we were, obviously we were doing, a, this is in Australia. Uh, so we're doing these events, and we went to the mall, and I wanted to find these certain pair of sunglasses, so we went to the Billabong store. So we're in the Billabong store, and we're walking around, and, you know, the Holy Spirit didn't give me a word, or, you know, I didn't get a vision or nothing dramatic like that. This chick had the baddest tattoo I've ever seen. She had shorts on, and she had this Indian head on her, and it was so colorful and so ornate, it was like, it just caught my attention. I said, dude, that is a cool tattoo. And I started talking to her, and I could tell prophetically that she was very new age. And I'm talking to her, and I, I said, hey, what's your name, Keely? And she's all, he, he, he. And then the Holy Spirit gave me a word. And I said, you know, Keely, you, you, you act as though you got everything together, but inside you're about ready to lose it. And she looked at me, and she goes like this. And I says, as a matter of fact, you, you, you have a dream that you just gave up on recently in the last couple days. Then tears started coming down her eyes. And I said, the reason that dream hasn't come to pass in your life is because the author of that dream, his name is Jesus. You need a relationship with him in order to see that dream happen. And she's crying, and she says, how do I do that? And I says, you ask him into your heart. Do you want to ask him into your heart? And she's like, yes, I do. Bam, letter to Jesus right there in the Billabong store. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it, but I made myself available. And I was willing to put myself out there. I was willing to take the risk. You know, I could have went up to her and, and started witnessing to her the conventional way. Could have told her the scripture, which is, which is work. It's valid. You tell people the scripture. The scripture's powerful. But I let the Holy Spirit get to her heart. I stood out of his way. Next picture. <laughs> uh, this is in Nordstrom's. So... My wife and I, my wife is introverted, very introverted. And so we'll walk into a place or something, and, and I'll start looking around, and I'll start scanning. And she'll look at me, and she'll say, are you going to? I said, I don't know. <laughs> it ain't up to me. She says, I'll be over here. <laughs> so we're in Nordstrom, and she's dragging me into purgatory because she's going clothes shopping. My gosh, I just got out of purgatory yesterday. <laughs> we were at the loft. <laughs> so I see this Muslim family, and they're, hang and they're over there, and I walk by, and I look at them, and, and I'm like, oh, man. I, I, I didn't hear anything, but I felt drawn to them. And I know it wasn't my flesh, because my flesh wants nothing to do with the things of God. Nothing. So I felt drawn to him. So I kind of went and walked around and looked like that. You know, I was doing a little surveillance. And I was like, yep, all right, it's time to go. I'm going in. So I walk up to him and say, hi, how are you doing? Now, this is the father and the mother. And the daughter didn't want to get a picture taken. And that's the daughter's son. And I went up and, 
and the daughter was speaking with me, and she's kind of real standoffish. And I said, hey, you're going to probably think I'm crazy. It's okay. I've been called worse. I said, but I really feel in my spirit that somebody here is in pain. Is it you? And she's like, looks at me. And then her, her, her mother's like, or something in African. And, uh, and she's like, and they're talking to her, having this conversation. I said, what's up? My mother's in pain. Her leg is swelled up, and it's hurting and all that. And I says, well, um, if, if you allow me to pray, Jesus will heal her leg right now. And she says, we're Muslim. I said, that's okay. Jesus heals Muslims too. <laughs> I was just, just telling her straight up. You know, I didn't have to go, well, the scripture. No, no, Jesus will heal Muslims too. So she, just, she puts her leg out. Laid my hand, got right down there in the store, put my hands on her, a Muslim woman. Laid my hands on her, prayed. The, I, I, I had my eyes closed at first, but then I opened them because I felt the leg going like this. And then she started walking around. Her eyes were like this. She's walking everywhere. She's going off, man. Then the dad comes up to me. I said, what's up, man? His back is hurting. Can you pray for him? Gotcha. So I lay my hands on his back, and then the Lord gave me a word. And I said, you're a leader. You're a leader in your country. And in my head, I'm going, man, I hope I'm on. Because <laughs> this is going good right now, you know? And, and I said, you're a leader in your country, and the Lord Jesus will elevate your leadership to change your nation if you'll bow your heart to him. And the daughter came up to me. She had a tear in her eye. She said, my father is the leader of his village. He's the chief of his village. So he didn't get saved right there or nothing like that, but that seed and that experience, I guarantee you, transformed that family's life. God has a mark. And they came all the way over to America and got zapped. Right? Yeah. Right? Next picture. <laughs> so this is Grand Valley. This is where I work out. Okay? I work out there. And um, I usually, when I'm in my workout space, I'm in my zone. You know what I'm saying? I put my headphones on, and I'm, I'm just, I, I don't want to deal with anybody. I'm nice to people. I say hi, but this is time to work out. This is like some me time. I pray and stuff like that. So I'm coming out, and this girl in the middle, she's got a thing on her leg and her knee, and she's walking like this. And I actually walk by him. And I looked over, and I'm like, all right, yep, I'm gone, Lord. And the Holy Spirit says, nope. I want you to heal her. And I'm like, come on, Lord. I got to get a shower. I got to do this. And all, all, my, all my stuff, my stuff. All me, 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 me. Finally, I just said, okay. I went up to him, and uh, I said, hey, how you doing? I said, I couldn't help but notice. What did you do to your knee? She said, oh, I tore an MCL and ACL. And, and, uh, and I said, well, this may freak you out, but if you let me pray for you, Jesus will heal your knee right now. And she's like, yeah, please try it. <laughs> and so... I prayed for her, her knee. And I said, do you feel anything? She says, I feel like hot in my knee right now. She's like, what do you have in your hands? I showed her my hands. I said, that's the anointing. 
Jesus is healing you right now because he wants to show you that he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. That's why he's doing what he's doing right now. And I prayed, and then she started, she was limping because of the pain. She started walking around. And her friends, there was like four or five of them there, one of them was taking, and they all start freaking out. Come to find out, she's the captain of the volleyball team. They had a big game coming up, and they were all devastated, all devastated because she was taken out. And she said, I'm playing in that game. I said, you go, girl. And I told them, I said, the reason this happened this morning is because Jesus loves you and he wants a relationship with you. I'll see you around campus. And I took off. I guarantee she'll never forget what Jesus did for her. Guarantee. Next one. Oh. So this is Bob, all right? So I, I have a, a pastor friend of mine who, who's like a, we mentor each other. We go through seasons where he's mentoring me and I'm mentoring him. And we always meet in Stanton, Michigan, because it's halfway. And if people who know me, I am all about the time. I do not like to be late. 15 minutes early is on time for me. Okay, that's, that's how I roll. My wife, not so much. It's been the cause of intense fellowship in our home. Okay? So I'm gps I'm driving. It's a beautiful day, kind of like today, just gorgeous driving, you know, just, yeah, going to meet him. I look there, and I say, yep, 10 minutes to, to noon. I'll get there at about 11.57. Perfect. Driving, ooh, looking. And I'm driving by, and I see this guy loading siding into the back of his truck. And the Holy Spirit says he is in severe pain. And I'm like, oh, no, not now. <laughs> so I pull into the driveway, because I'm just like, I'm not. Because I have disobeyed him before. And I, one time I was driving by, I went to the, you know, I was going to the gym, and there was a guy, a construction guy there at a construction site, and he got out. And he had a big uh, necklace on, a big guy. And, and the Lord says, uh, he's about to commit suicide. You better go holler at him. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. He'll, it's a construction site. I'll get it when I'm on my way back after my workout. I came back. He wasn't there. I went around everywhere, all over the construction. Hey, have you seen this guy? Hey, have you seen this guy? I, I mean, I was frantic. I got in my truck. I pulled over, and I cried. And I repented before the Lord. I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please invade that guy's life. Don't let him kill himself. Holy Spirit said, don't worry. He's not going to. So that taught me a lesson. So I just whipped it, whipped it in, whipped around, drove up to him, got out of the truck. This guy, I got a, you know, I'm all big and everything. He's looking at me. <laughs> say, hey, how you doing? I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's okay. I don't care. As I was driving by and the Holy Spirit told me you were in severe pain. Now, usually I don't come out with Holy Spirit and Christian language and stuff. I'll say I felt something in my spirit, but I just didn't care. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, you're not here to beat me up? I said, no, not here to beat you up. He's like, the way you pulled in here, I don't know, I was kind of wondering. I was like, are you in pain? And he said, I got a nerve disorder that causes pain in my whole body. 
And he says, usually when I went, you know, I asked him on a scale of 1 to 10, where is your pain level at? One, zero being no pain, 10 being excruciating. He said, I usually start out in the morning at about a 6 or 7, but after I start moving around and stuff, it goes up to about a 9 or 10. So where are you at right now? He's like, oh, it's about a 9. And I says, well, Jesus stopped me, pulled me over, interrupted my day so you could be healed. Do you want to be healed? <laughs> yes, I do. He just... So I laid my hands on him. Mm, I could feel the power of God. I mean, it was cool. I don't, to be honest with you, when I lay hands on people, I don't feel anything. They feel everything. I don't. That time I felt it. And I was just like, and then he just looked at me. He's like moving his neck. He's bending over. And he's, just, he's like in shock. I said, where's your pain at? He said, I don't have any. It's gone. And I says, you know what? Jesus wants to really, he says, I try to talk to God every day. I said, Do you, would, you like, would you like to be in a relationship with him? I sure would. Grabbed his hands, led him to the Lord. Man, I got to go. I got an appointment to catch. <laughs> See ya. So I guarantee, I would, remember I would have got there at uh, 1157? I guarantee I was there for more than two minutes. I'd say about 10. I pull up, I look at my watch, and I was like, what? Pulled my phone out, looked at my phone, looked at my truck, I looked at all, you gotta be kidding me. It's noon on the dot. I was tripping. <laughs> and then the scripture started coming out of Acts where they were translated from one city to another. And he said, if you'll keep in, increasing the risk, you'll see more, more of my power. I was like, cool. Man, if I can get past the whole airline thing. If you can translate me to a country instead of having to fly on a cigar tube full of demons, I'm good. I'm good. Next picture. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, so I'm driving in Jenison, my doctor's office, what used to be my doctor. Um, so I'm driving by, and the Holy Spirit says, there's somebody in there sick, and they need healing. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> so I'm having a dialogue with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, you want me to walk into my doctor's office where they know who I am? And just say, hey, somebody in here is sick, needs healing. They're going to say, yeah, the psych ward's down the road, buddy. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm having this dialogue with him. So, and, and he's like, are you going to obey me? <sighs> <All right. laughs> so I whip it around. I pull in the parking lot. And these two ladies are sitting in their car, mom and a daughter. And the Holy Spirit says, that's them. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I went up there and I talked to him. The mom has uh, fibromyalgia. And uh, uh, she's been on all these drugs and everything, and, and they just cut her drugs off. And she was devastated sitting in the car with her daughter, devastated. I don't know what I'm going to do about this pain. I said, don't worry, that pain's gone. She looked at me, she said, what do you mean? Jesus is going to take care of that pain right now. She just looked at me. I said, I'm going to pray for you, and Jesus is going to heal you. You ready? See, boldness. I didn't say, oh, let's... You know, I want to pray for you. God heals some and he doesn't heal others. 
Show me that in the scripture. Jesus healed them all. Every single one of them. I prayed. She, the Spirit of God came on her. She got up and she's like, oh my gosh, my pain's gone. How long is this going to last? I said, it's permanent. Jesus doesn't do things halfway. He doesn't just heal. He gets you whole. You know, I, 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 it, okay. It saddens me that when some people, you know, here's what's going to happen. When you step out in this kind of stuff, you're going to get persecuted. But it's going to come from places you don't expect. It's going to come from your own family. It's going to come from Pharisees. The world's going to love it. You know, I've shared this stuff on Facebook because the Lord tells me, share this, encourage the church, encourage people. And sometimes when I, when I, you know, do a healing or something like that, you see some people, they'll be going around there, oh, you heal somebody, all right, and I look them up their profile, they're a churchgoer, everything else. And they're, oh, yeah, and they're, they're upset, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah uh, this is what the Bible says and everything. Well, the next time you're in town, why don't you go and go visit the hospital? I said, I'd love to. You want, are you inviting me to the hospital? Because I'll go. See, before I'd be like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's just got to be one person. No, God wants every single person on this planet delivered from sickness, sin, death, and hell. Every person. He wants every single person on this planet delivered. He'll clear out whole hospitals if people will be willing to go and do it. Jesus did it. It transformed whole cities. It's the kingdom of God overtaking the kingdom of darkness. Jesus saying, I'm the new sheriff in town. Devil, you don't have any more authority on the earth. I'm sicking my kids on you. So if people get offended at you because you're doing the will of the Lord and healing, then pray for them. Because they're hurting. Guaranteed they're hurting. Mm. Is there another picture? Okay. <laughs> All right. There's some people in here right now. You're not right with the Lord. You're out of fellowship with them. The Holy Spirit's saying right now. You know a lot about God. Maybe at one time you walked with him intimately. But right now, you're far from God and you know it. You know it. Why don't you come up here right now? Come on. Time to have some boldness. Come on. Right up here. Come on. There's like five more. I'm getting number five. Five more. Come on. Three more. 
Well, it's nothing to be ashamed of. This is a good thing right here. So you're about to get lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on, there's a couple more. Don't make me come get you, I will. <laughs> I'm serious. Come on. Come on, two of you. Come on. There's one. Come on. There's the other. I think there might even be a couple more. Let me ask all of you up here a question. Has any of you not been born again, ever really given your heart over to Jesus? Anybody? Is that you? Okay. This is your day. <laughs> Good day. Oh, hallelujah. So here's what happens. Things of this life, of this world, they come in, they choke out. They distract. The enemy comes in. He's a thief, a liar filled your head with lies, stolen from you, put all the focus on you, how messed up you are, how bad you are. Blah, 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 blah. Well, today we're going to shut his mouth. Okay? Jesus is going to come into your heart. He's going to flood your life with so much power, so much passion, and so much love. Your life is never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. If you've got sickness or pain in your body, it's going to be gone right now. Bye. Some of you got pain. Who's got back pain? Okay. Yeah. Well, you say bye-bye. Come on. Come on. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Some of you may be doubting right now, like, do you have enough faith and all that? The fact that you're standing here shows that you have faith. Okay? You know something's going to happen. You know you came up here for a reason. That's faith enough. Okay? And let me tell you something. Jesus, all the miracles he performed in the Bible, none of them were saved because he hadn't died yet. Okay? So you ready? Put your hands like this, like you're about to receive the gift of life. And repeat this with me. Say, Dear Father, this day I surrender my life. Because Jesus, you died to purchase it. So I'm giving to you what belongs to you. My life. And I'm receiving the exchange of your life. Take my heart, fill me, and forgive me. Because I've sinned, God, against you and against my fellow man. But right now, I repent. I turn my back on living for myself.
from this day forward, I'm going to live for you, Jesus, Savior, and Lord of my life. Amen. Right now, Holy Spirit, move, move, flood them, flood them, flood them, flood them. You guys feel the Holy Spirit on you? <laughs> He's flooding you right now. He's flooding you. More, Jesus. More, 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 Jesus. Waves. Fire. Fire of God on you right now. Right now. More, Jesus. Pain gone in Jesus' name. Right now. Bondage is broken. In Jesus' name, right now. Restoration. Relationships restored in Jesus' name. More. More. Who's got back pain out there? Come on up here. Line up right here, please. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, ten being excruciating, I can hardly move, one, zero being no pain, how many of you are at a five or above in pain? Raise your hand. Okay. How many is at a seven or above? You, come here, sir. Stand right here, please. What's your name? Jennifer? You just gave your heart to the Lord, didn't you? Great day. Yeah, let's give her a big round of applause. Now, Jennifer, I want you to put your hand, what's your name? Paul, nice to meet you, buddy. I want you to put your hand on Paul's back, okay? I want you to repeat this after me, okay? Nobody else touch him. All right. Yep, Jennifer, ready? Say pain right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave Paul's body right now. Back, be made whole. In Jesus' name. Keep your hand there. You feel that, Paul? Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, where's the pain at? being 100% with me, right? It's gone. It's not gone. It's getting there. Where's it at now on the scale? I don't know, five. About a five? Put your hand back I, on I there. You were at an eight or nine, now it's at a five, right? You ready? Go ahead, do the same thing. Pain, I command you in Jesus' name to leave Paul's body. Spirit of infirmity, I break your power over Paul's life in the name of Jesus. 
be made whole. Yeah. <laughs> Say fire of God. Fall. All over Paul. You feel that, Paul? I'm getting lit up. <laughs> you feel that? <laughs> you feel the muscles releasing. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. He's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feeling now? <laughs> getting better. Where are you at? Three or four. Okay, let's go one more time. Let's go. All right. Jennifer, you just got born again, right here. She didn't need to go to Bible school. She didn't need to get discipled or anything. And she laid her hands on Paul, and Jesus used her to heal him. Believer, what is your excuse? What's your excuse? Everybody who's got back pain, come on over here. This is called mass healing. Okay? This is called mass healing right now. Holy Spirit wants to demonstrate to all of you personally and collectively that He is the most powerful person in the universe. And He is not only present, but He's willing to heal and deliver you right now. Okay? So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to loose the fire of God on you, okay? It's going to start at your head and it's going to go all the way down your body, all right? Just don't tense up. Just let them flow, all right? Because there's some of you here that your back pain is a manifestation of heart pain. There's a lot of unforgiveness in your hearts. There's some issues in your hearts that you've been struggling with and it's manifesting in your back. So we don't want to just focus on the symptoms. We want to get to the root cause. So the fire of God is going to burn up everything in you that's not of Him. Are you willing to receive it? i got to get a verbal. Yeah. Yes. yes. You're willing to receive it. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself unless you ask Him to. Okay? If, if there's people that you need to forgive, you know you need to forgive, raise your hand right now. Okay? All right. We're going to do that first. Forgiveness is not about the offender. It's about you, the offended. Somebody does me wrong. Say she comes up to me and does me wrong. And I say, oh, really? You're going to do me like that? You see this cup of poison? Take that. 
she goes on about her life, forgets all about me. I start thinking about it. I ruminate. Can't believe what they did. Keep drinking the poison. So it goes from unforgiveness to a root of bitterness, which defiles your whole soul. Forgiveness is not saying what they did to you was okay. Oh, it's okay. You did What you did to me, it's cool. No problem. Don't worry. No, it's not. What they did to you was not okay. It was wrong. They hurt you. It was unjust. But what it is saying is saying, whatever you did to me, I'm not going to let you have any more real estate in my heart and mind. I'm releasing you. God will take care of you. I'm going to be free. Do you understand? Okay. If you're willing to forgive, forgiveness is a choice, it's not a feeling. Raise your hand if you're willing to forgive. Okay. I'm going to take it a step further. Are you willing to pray for that person or people for the next 30 days? Give me a nod. I know you might start off with just saying, bless them, Lord. It's okay, I get it. The Lord is going to do something in your heart. He's going to make you offenseless. That's true power. So repeat this prayer with me. When, when I say I get to, and I say I choose to forgive, I, and I'm going to have you say their names. Say their names out loud. Okay, ready? Say, Father God, thank you that you saved me, that you've given me life, that you forgave all my sin. And now, in obedience to you, I'm going to give what I didn't deserve, but that I received from you. So right now, I choose to forgive. Say their names. Fire of God, fall right now. Fire of God, fall right now. More. More, Jesus. More. Fire of God. More. More. More, Jesus. More. 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 Backs be healed in Jesus' name right now. Command every back to be healed in Jesus' name right now. Spirit of infirmity, break your power over them in Jesus' name right now. More. More. Here comes more. Here comes more. Fire. Burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up. Everything in their heart that's not of you, burn it up. They've opened the door, Jesus. Yeah, more, Jesus. Raise your hand if you feel God all over you. (laughs) He's not done yet. He's not done yet. More, Jesus. More. More, Holy Spirit. Overwhelm them. Overwhelm them. More. 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 Yes. More. Spirit of suicide, I break your power. Right now. Leave in Jesus' name. Bondages of addiction, I break you in Jesus' name. Broken. More, Jesus. More. 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 More, Jesus. More. 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 (laughs) More. You feel that, Jennifer? More. 
to check your backs. Who's totally pain-free? Raise your hand. <laughs> you who are pain-free, you saw what was demonstrated up here? Find somebody who did not raise their hand, lay your hands on them, and tell the pain to go in Jesus' name. Go ahead. this lady over here with the glasses? Yeah. 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 Yeah, one leg is shorter than the other. Yeah. Who, who wants to see a miracle up here? Come over here. Come right up here. Come up close. Come up close. Come on. Look, look at this. Do you see that? Look over. You see how one leg is shorter than the other? Everybody sees that? See how the heels are not even? There's about a quarter of an inch. Ready? What's your name? Cindy. Cindy? Leg grow out in Jesus' name right now. Grow out. Grow out. You feel that, don't you? <laughs> Woo! Bam! Look at that. Look at that. Bring it out more, Jesus. More. More. Yeah. Bring the other one out. Jesus' name. Yeah. Feel that? Yeah. He's good. <laughs> Woo! Look at that. Look at that. Come here. Oh, you've been going through a lot, sister. Oh my gosh. You've been going through a lot. Whew. Oh, girl. It's okay. It's all right. Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much. Your life is going to never be the same. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Here's your flip flops. <laughs> How's your back feeling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, all the pain right now, right now, release it, release it, 
Years of pain. Oh my gosh. More. More Jesus. Wounds be healed by the anointing right now. Jesus is weeping with you right now. Comforter Jesus. Like no like none other. Comforter. Comforter. Shalom. Shalom. You feel that? Yeah. He's hugging you right now. Can you feel that? Expecting this this morning, were you? <laughs> but you know what? He's been after you for a long time. He's been after you. He's been hounding you for a long time. Don't run from him. Okay? Run to him. Got it? Let's give the Lord a big round of applause. Now, if you still have back pain, I want you to grab somebody who's willing. You don't have to do it right now. We got to go. Uh, oh, okay. We can still keep going. May, no, we, we should probably go because there's another church service coming in. Um, I can stay here all day. Trust me. But get with somebody after service. Have them check your feet. Because a lot of times there's back pain for a reason. There's an imbalance like she had. And then just do what I did. Just say, I, did you hear me go, old, oh, holler, quote scripture or anything? No, I said, Jesus, grow up, throw it out right there. Whoop, whoop, done. It's that easy. Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. All you have to do is activate it. That's it. Step out. Jennifer, man. Boom. <laughs> Slam dunk. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Fire in the house. If you guys want more fire, and you can, we got another service right after this one. So, uh, got to maybe use you to lay hands on somebody's back. That's pretty awesome. It's not about us. It's all about him, right? So let me pray right now as we go. Father, I thank you for each and everybody here, Lord. I thank you that you met us at our point of need today. I thank you, Lord, and we give you praise and honor and glory. I thank you for our brothers speaking truth. I thank you, Lord, where there's light is, there's no darkness. I thank you, Lord, that you're more than a conqueror, and we are too, because you live in us. And so, God, as we go, we be that light, not to be weird, but just to speak life. And so, God, we thank you. Thank you for this day. May you bless each and every one here, and that your light will shine upon them. I thank you, Lord, that this is going to be a great week, and we bless you till we can get back again and get recharged for another week. So we bless you today, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.